This is Fam Electric Ghost, and we are live on our Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook channels with Emily Asbury. Let's give her a hand. She's on the show. She's part of the Peg Bedroom Festival. Everybody's all really hyped up about that. Did a great performance in the band. <laughs> so, like, uh, it's great to have you on outside of the other project that you were with in City. Yeah, right? thank you for having me. Yeah, we actually have the video from that, so we felt like, okay, well people don't remember um but we're gonna actually show the video of the performance that you guys did on the last day of the show the third day which was um the 18th and so we're gonna cue that up and you got in city uk there we're gonna play that for like a couple minutes play the first uh, couple track well one track i think and then we'll come back and we'll talk to you about your solo career and the stuff that you're doing awesome okay so we'll put you on mute and then we'll uh we'll get into that Fam Electric Ghost, and we are live on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. This is the Peg Bedroom Producer Festival Day 3, and we have Insidia UK, and we're happy to have you guys on for the first time playing. Um, this is awesome. So you guys are going to take it. I'm going to let you have it, have the stage. They're setting it up for everybody. Your link is down there, your link trees. Everybody check out Insidia. Download, buy, do it, you know, stream, like. Do have all that, and I'll let you uh, take over. Thank you. Uh, thank you. So, hello. Thanks for tuning in. We're in Sydia. This is Emily. She's hello. the new singer. I'm Kyle. I'm Ginger. And this first track is called One Step at a Time, and it's a new song. Ready? space beside me right where you were supposed to be found you were still as night lying where fate struck you down i hummed a hidden melody brought gods and angels next to me played them the ballad of our love begged them to take me down well our souls never sleep to the city Below our feet. One step at a time, your heart will dance in tune with mine. We'll hum a song to steady us. You feel a thousand miles behind. I thought your soul was tied to mine, but I know we have a fragile love. over me the place where i knew your soul would be i vowed to win you back long to hold you in my arms he said you'd signed yourself away now there's a heavy price to pay i will not lose you now i found you i'll obey his terms and will you put your trust in me in this city below our feet we'll move one step at a time your heart will dance in tune with mine we'll hum a song to steady us you feel a thousand miles behind 
mind. I thought your soul was tied to mine, but I know we have a fragile love. You feel a thousand miles behind. I thought your soul was tied to mine, but I know we have a fragile love. And when I feel myself turn back, I watch you fade into black. I can't hear you. Sorry, you've dropped out. There I am. There, there I you am. are. Found you. <laughs> yeah, you could you could hear the song, but the sync on the video for some reason. Yeah, it was really laggy. <laughs> didn't, didn't lag bad, but I think it gave you a good example of what your voice sounds like. So cool. I think that was cool, but technology <laughs> must. Be good. But, technology. Um, yeah, it's always good. Bye. You never know what's going to do it. Bye. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> he wants to come back in. <laughs> Kyle, stop. <laughs> back in. No, it's not your show. But um, <laughs> so let's get into the questions because I like to sure. get into like um, how you got into music. Like, what age did you get into music? Um, and and why were you interested in it? And it seems like you're still into it. You're still doing it. So yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, I th I was always quite musical. My my dad plays uh piano my dad was in a band when he was a teenager with his brothers and he's quite into music and he plays the piano and we had a piano uh and I started lessons when I was about six uh, and I don't play so much anymore but we have one at home um but then when I was about I've always been a singer so I remember really clearly singing as part of a um a production of a Christmas carol because my brother didn't want to sing he was playing playing Tiny Tim uh, and he was like, no, I'm not singing. So I did it. Um, and uh, yeah, that's like my first memory of of singing. Uh, and then when I was about 12, I think I started to learn the guitar. And after that, I just was really into to playing music. And I did like music at school. And uh, yeah, I was I was. Yeah, it's just always been something I've been very into. Are you more into like the folk kind of tradition, like singer songwriter style, like a Joni yeah. type of style? Yeah, I mean, like you're kind definitely of in that '70s singer songwriter, Carol King, Joni Mitchell, that type of mode. 
yeah that's that's like the stuff I listen to as well I've got loads of that stuff saved in my playlist um yeah, yeah I'm very much it, um into like singer songwriter yeah, as, as music to listen to and also to play and that's kind of I'm not very savvy with music tech so like anything yeah. that I produce is sort of just me and an instrument well I think that's kind of cool because the thing the problem today with some of the stuff and I'm an electronic musician and the, and the weird thing is people are like oh you're electronic they think you're a DJ and I'm like right I'm like I'm old school electronic <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Keith Emerson you know Genesis electronic like hard, hardware sense which yeah. is a whole different thing but it's like it's more like in the tradition of like songs or, or yeah. like expansive stuff um so I totally get like I'm a child of the 70s so I'm into Floyd and the, and the Beatles and Stones and mm. you know bands that used to play instruments <laughs> <laughs> so um so from there like when did you realize like that, okay you're that you want to write your own music uh, I really shied away from it for a really long time um and I think that's why my in was kind of folk music because I found it really difficult to write songs um I really didn't like any kind of creative writing when I was growing up. Um, but now I've sort of got really into it in terms of writing songs. And I mean, I'm also a writer and an actor outside of that. So I've, I've really sort of found my way with writing a bit. But I think I didn't really start writing songs until a couple of years ago. And then it was the way that I got into it was I, I was I really like traditional folk music. So I was finding... Right traditional now. songs and and stories and using them as jumping points because I didn't like I would, I would just look at a blank page otherwise and go how do I how do I write a song <laughs> um, yeah, I think yeah. having that like structure and story already made for me made it really easy and now I've sort of started to try and branch out a little bit from that so who were your influences because I mean a lot of times when we get into folk music it's like you know Woody Guthrie Arlo Guthrie Dylan comes hmm. up to, but who 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 are your influences a uh, big one i don't know if you'll have heard of her she's quite big but only really in the uk is kate rusby um oh. she's uh she's from Yorkshire. she's great she's a folk singer and she the way that she writes and sings folk music i think really really allows for people who aren't into folk music to, to like appreciate it. it and like it whereas because i think people don't really know what folk music sounds yeah. like or they think oh it's like yeah what do you get like, like really old folk musicians yeah yeah you got a guy like connor oberts from bright eyes he kind of brought folk to a modern state yeah because because like he's like he's compared to dylan but he was younger you know he's like 15 mm. when he started and he started doing like this alternative folk and then there's a whole tradition of a lot of these new artists all over the world that 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 you know are inspired by the Joni Mitchells of the world um, and the Dylans, but they've got a new spin on it. So it's not like 1970, mm. totally 70s focused. It's uh, more modern. Yeah, I definitely, um, I like to do that with my music and I'm definitely influenced by, certainly influenced by people like Joni Mitchell. She's amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love folk music and I wish more people listened to folk music. Um, yeah. So any way that I can find to sort of, open it up a little bit to people is is really exciting so in terms of your writing though do you do you like to just keep it um just guitar and vocals or do you branch into like americana like um like one of my favorite bands was um bob dylan's backing band the band 
mm. which um you know you think up on cripple creek and the, the, you know the, all the great songs that they wrote um the way because they had this dylan dylan had that folk tradition and they brought in this kind of um rock folk canadian like reminiscing over the the south and but they're canadians mm, interpreting yeah. what they thought the south was and so and then they have dylan as their main writer um and so they ended up having all these voices which was the great thing about the band is that you have like five really great voices mm, yeah merging with this kind of americana that's got this folk tradition you got dylan in there you got these great players and and they kept it you know, not trying to show off, not trying to be like Zeppelin, not trying to be like the Beatles, but keeping it kind of restrained. And so have you thought of like, um, you know, adding that kind of maybe or kind of like a little electro folk to your work? Yeah, a little bit. I um, If I play by myself, it is just me and a guitar. But like if I was to arrange something, I would love to have sort of some more stuff on there and fill it out a bit more. And I love stuff like the Indigo Girls and oh yeah, great band. I love Indigo Girls. I was totally in love with them as a young guy. Yeah, um, my dad is obsessed with them. He's like the main reason so, I'm into folk music. They, I think they were so great because they did what what you're saying. They have an electric kind of folk. It's yeah, got, it's 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 poppy folk music. It's in the tradition of the band. You know, it's into the tradition of like Connor Roberts and Bright Eyes. It's like that same type of thing. Yeah, it's got this really cool sound because they got they're the duo, so they've kind of got this duo, you know, two voices coming in. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think that's really cool when you've got two, two like a duo, like Hall and Oates, and mm. and they're <laughs> and like they're, they're like so many different genres, but at the root of it, they're still folk musicians. Yeah. And I really love that about them because like some of their songs are are really rocky, and some of them. Yeah, really folky. Yeah, that is really guys, interesting. You know, yeah, <laughs> they were one of the great bands I grew up in, like when I was going to college. I, I was on a college radio and I used to play them all the time. Oh, I love them. But, uh, <laughs> I, used, I used to, I was like a DJ and I was like, this stuff is the best. And I was like, <laughs> what are you playing all that hippie stuff for? And I'm like, it's not hippie stuff, it's new, <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I was like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some people were into punk and they want me to just play the Clash all day. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't mind the Clash. The Clash are cool, but um. So 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 who are who are your other reference points? You would say. Uh, so, Indigo Girls, Joni Mitchell, Kate Rusby. Um, there's a like a whole host of Celtic musicians that I really like, or who play. They're not Celtic, or like they play Celtic style music. So there's. A guy called Seth Lakeman, who is a, a fiddle player, um, and he's got some really awesome songs. And Julie Fowlis as well. So she sings in, you know, the, the Pixar film Brave. Oh, yeah. yeah she sings the songs on that. And she generally, other than like a few songs, she sings in Scottish Gaelic. So she sings in Gaelic, Gaelic. She sings oh, in wow. her, in, in the um, old Scottish language. So it's it's really. That's cool. I've actually stuff, been, uh... yeah. I was dealing with a musician from, um, I think, uh, Iceland that was doing, like, trying to use a traditional language, mm. which is cool. There's more people doing that now. You know, the people you know, from the Netherlands and Iceland, Sweden, talking in their, you know, original language. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's, like, beautiful because, you know, I, I tend to, you know, have musicians come in to do foreign language. You know, we'll have, mm. sometimes we'll have 
you know, bands from Tokyo actually, you know, in Japanese, not not translated, you know. Yeah. Just because it's cool to hear like a Japanese rock band in Japanese. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just sounds like it's what it was intended to sound like. Mm. Instead of getting converted because the translation sometimes doesn't work. Mm. So it just sounds better. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's great for, for folk music because it's like it's where it came from. And if you've yeah. if you've got a Welsh song and you can speak Welsh, why wouldn't you sing it in Welsh? <laughs> like well, I think the intention yeah. of music, I was talking to like an Italian artist and she said it's like she does Italian spoken word and she says she translates it, it loses like a lot. Mm. It loses a lot of what the intention is. Right. So yeah, definitely. Better to kind of keep it if you can get your audience to to appreciate it you know, to actually keep it in the original form. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, everything's so popular mm -hmm. today. We're like, oh, I want to, I don't, I don't know what that is. It's like, well, if people want a hook. They can sing along yeah, to, don't they? Where's the hook? <laughs> yeah. But, um. Where's my so catchy some, chorus line? <laughs> yeah, because if I can't yeah. put it in the DAW, and I can't put it at 160 BPM, like, what's up? It's like, it's like, <laughs> but, um, so, so what would you call your writing style? If somebody's going to mm. ask you, would you just say it's folk or like a mo new folk or modern folk? What would, what would you call it? Um, it? It definitely is still kind of based in folk. The the way that I kind of like to get into writing a song is by having a story in mind. And that to me is is folk music. I know that all songs are about something, but like folk songs yeah, yeah. come from stories and, and, and yeah, folk tales. Yeah. Um, so I like to have something that in mind, but I am starting to branch out because I, I I don't just listen to like folk and acoustic stuff. I also I, like, I love bands like Hosea, well, Hosea's an artist um, and Florence and the Machine and, and yeah. other genres like that. So yeah, I'm just trying to find a way to sort of meld. Well, you My can, I think, kind of... I think it's interesting because you can take what you I think the core of what you're doing is really classic songwriting. Mm, yeah. So it's kind of like you get your bones on that, you know, you build up on that, and then you can always take that capability and put vocals into more modern, like indie alternative, right? So yeah. you take like a Florence in the machine, you know, you can see her doing an acoustic song here and there. Um and 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 but you know, it's cool to actually bring the full band in and bring that voice. So, yeah, definitely. And then, but you come at it in a different way. You you, you come in it as a singer songwriter, not like a beat maker. Mm. You know? yeah. So like a lot of stuff today is so beat focused. People have lost the like intention of like classic music, which is full of like what I try to say: happy accidents, uh, you know, rhythm changes, key changes. You know that you can't track in a DAW so easily. Mm. because it's like it was kind of written kind of off the cuff or or more loose so so it just has this but it, it feels really beautiful when it's done that way mm. you know i have i have a feeling that they more and more people are starting to get back into classic songwriting and not be constrained mm. by the dog because i think the dog can actually make it too perfect yeah and then you lose some of the things that are good about some of the classic songs is there are errors in them. Mm. They, they made mistakes and then they went with the mistake. And then today you have people who are like, oh, I got to get that out of there. And we're like, well, that's what makes it pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, so, so when you guys, when you write, are you, um, do you end up making like a, like a demo on your own with an acoustic guitar or just your vocal? Or are you just focused on your vocals? 
Um, I tend to play with a guitar, so I'll generally, if I've got a song that I'm doing a demo of, I'll record a guitar track and then I'll sing over it. But I'll, the focus will be more on on the voice for me, I think, because mm. um, I have played guitar for a long time, but like, and I, I would consider myself a pretty good guitarist, but then I like sit with someone like Kyle, who is <laughs> insane. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I can't play guitar anymore. <laughs> um, so I, 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 I think my main strength is kind of my voice. I think the guitar well, I think it's is I find that, it's, but yeah. I've always been a big fan of, um, you know, a singer songwriter might not be the best piano player or the best guitar player or the best any player, right? But it's something really special when a singer songwriter sings and then plays yeah because because there's like they're good within the capabilities that they are and the, a lot of times people will say well i'm not i'm not keith richards i'm not jimmy page i'm not you know hendrix but you don't have to be yeah not you know, for that kind of music for that kind of music like mm. you could be really good within your like know your limitations but then like your work can be really vital if you're playing it because i've actually seen I've been in bands where somebody came with the guitar and they had a song, right? And then the guitar player took it over. And then I'm like, I like the way the demo sounds. Yeah. And I'll push the same, like the demo is actually better because it's like more honest. Yeah, I I sent my, I had a demo, it's on SoundCloud. I've not actually released it, but I sent it to someone. um, And she said, I think demos are, are really great because they're like kind of like raw. And I think especially with, a singer songwriter if you write a song it's it's just you that's writing the song and if it's just you playing it it ha- kind of has a different intention it's, than yeah, if you bring in thing. a load of different people yeah it changes yeah. not that it's bad and it might change it so it gets like really big on a radio or something but mm. in my opinion like there's a lot of I, I just listen to a lot of music history and i listen to like tapes of bands playing stuff i listen to like the stones demos yeah Beatle demos zeppelin demos and sometimes you, you hear somebody come in and like that that actually sounds better than what you put out <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'm like it's like it's like I'm, I'm a big fan of listening to anthologies and archives and 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 then you know then i kind of make as decisions as a producer that somebody will I'll come in and say hey you know this really should be like the second take we don't need the tenth take the yeah. second take you actually by the time you get to the 10th take, you started to rewrite it because you got scared of what you wrote. Yeah. But I like what you wrote. <laughs> so and, keep and it. So maybe yeah. you're scared of that, but you're scared of what your fans are going to think. But that's actually better, you mm. know? Yeah. You know, and sometimes the artists kind of sabotage themselves because then they like, oh, that's too much. That's too honest. Well, that's kind of what mm. people want. They want that. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like you gotta, you gotta make sure you don't do the thing where you're like, oh, well, I reveal too much, and because I think a part of part of being a songwriter is that's what you do, mm. and and it can hurt you. I mean, if you put out something and later you're like, wow, I just told to everybody something I really didn't want to tell them. Yeah. Um, but but I think it's part of the art of it, and the more you can get comfortable being like as free as you can be, I think it it really serves the the music. Mm. might not serve you personally <laughs> but, but, the, but the music gets served <laughs> yeah so, did you ever have a problem like that where you like you write something and then you start second guessing it because you're like oh i i just i said too much no not yeah i'm sort of starting the way that i write songs is kind of changing um 
so the stuff that I've written already is uh, kind of entirely based on on folk stories and, and old folk ballads. And I've started recently because I've been writing more and more because I've been writing with Kyle, um, just trying to write a song from like one idea or one thought. And that is when it kind of starts to be a little bit more personal because before the songs that I'd written before, like, oh, this is a cool story. I'm going to sing it. Um, but yeah, I'm finding it really interesting writing new songs from just like like I woke up with with a line of a song in my head the other day and I started writing from it and it was a really different experience from what I am used to doing. Yeah. But I've, I've not yet hit that wall of, yeah, oh, I don't yeah. like saying this much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you do it for a while, and I've been doing it since I was 17. But um, mm. but the, the one thing you find out, like, you know, I think it's um, what I found is like I would sit down and try to write a song. It's like, I'm going to write a hit. Yeah. <laughs> so I listen to the Beatles or I listen to the Stones and I try to clone a structure. Not that I'm trying to rip it off, but trying to find a hook. Trying mm. to find, when I was in early bands, we used to do that a lot. We used to go, We'd love a song from like Joy Division or New Order or Depeche Mode. And like, I said, we can wear it like in the new wave. It's like, well, let's figure out how to do something in that zone. And mm. then we was obsess about it. Right. And we just keep on trying. And then then we'd like, oh, okay, let's take a break. Right. And then it's kind of jam. And then when yeah. we did the jam, it's like the jam is better than everything we were trying to write. <laughs> <laughs> And then we then we started letting go and say, you know what, if we just jam and do stream of consciousness lyrics and then put the tape recorder on and, and put it on for like two That'd hours go yeah. and we go, we would find the hook and we said, we actually found the songs a lot faster, just letting go of all that and just like say, let's just play. And yeah. we found out that mm -hmm. we were doing a lot better than taking two months to try to write something that was like cloned in somebody else yeah we had the the one of the i think it was the last song that me and kyle played at the the festival um we wrote it that afternoon in about 20 minutes and it's my favorite it's I, in my opinion it's the best one and it happened because kyle said oh i've got this this riff yeah. um yeah. and started playing it yeah <laughs> and then he said oh i've got like this one idea for a line and then we wrote it in 20 minutes and it's like my favorite one that, like in music history, you find so many bands. Like the stories about Fleetwood Mac doing that, mm. about Hendrix doing that. Like, it's like Dolly Parton wrote "I Will Always Love You" and Jolene on the same day. Like, yeah, <laughs> two of the great songs in history. Yeah, I mean, you can find people just like this throwing things off. Uh, you know, it just like you know, it just ends up being really interesting. And, um, you know, um, my daughter got to get my cat out the room. <laughs> my cat's supposed to eat. But, um, so, so it's just, it's really a, a strange thing today because you've got so many people trying to, trying to like, um, you know, make a hit. Mm. Uh, and because there's a lot of pressure to like clone existing forms as producers and stuff. Um, but I think it's always better just to let people be who they are. Mm, yeah, and, and, they, and if you let people be who they are, they'll create something new. You know, mm. it's like the great music in the world. The people told them, like, "Oh, you can't do that." Like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, you, well, you're not <laughs> to do a song that long. You can't have that many key changes. It sounds like the opera. What are you doing? You know, and, <laughs> you know, and the radio wouldn't play it. You know, they were like, so they made a video, and then the video got played, and then it got put on a radio. So yeah. people will put roadblocks up 
tell your creativity telling you what you can't do. And I think the the creative people who really cut through it are people like, I am not going to be constrained by that. Like if I feel like I want to do like a techno song and throw in some country vibe into it, do it. People tell me that's, not, that's not what you do. Yeah. Well, then do it. Cause if your agent tells you not to do it, then you probably should do it. <laughs> Good life rule. <laughs> Yeah, that's my thing. It's like, no, yeah. I'm not listening to him. He's like, he, he drives a Cadillac. Come on. <laughs> he's, not, he's on the golf course. He's not like, what's going on? He's got no clue. I'm like, listen to a guy like that. No. Um, <laughs> but um, so, so you guys are working on like some new material and you've got your own material. So, yes. what, 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 so it, I know you've got your own stuff, so maybe talk about the, your the material that you have as a solo artist. Yeah, um, so I uh, have a single out on everywhere you can listen to music, I think. Um, it's definitely on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. Uh, I think it's on Deezer, but we don't actually have Deezer over here. So um, oh, yeah. Deezer and Pandora yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, but I, yeah. <laughs> I don't use it. <laughs> But yeah, it's, as far as I know, it's on everywhere that you can listen to music. Um, and that is a song that I adapted from a Newfoundland um, folk song. So that I found it and the lyrics were quite sort of old and didn't make a lot of sense. So I took the story and uh, rewrote it and, and arranged it. Um, so it's called Bright Phoebe. Um, and I've got sort of a collection of other songs building uh that i think um i'm not i'm not decided yet i'm either going to release them myself or i'm going to sort of make a demo and send it to people but i think i'm I'm leaning towards releasing it myself <laughs> yeah like I, I, yeah i think it will be an ep in the same um, vein as the, as the song that's out now the, yeah uh, yeah so most of the stuff i've got is is that kind of vibe um that's kind of cool yeah so I, i've I think there's I've got four or five songs that I have in in going on. <laughs> um, so That's yeah, cool. I think I'm gonna um, record them and get them produced and release so the them. The song's called Bright Phoebe. It's all it's out there on all the services. Yeah, yeah it'll be in in the link tree as well. Yeah. So if you go into the link tree, it's right in there. You tell people to go check that out. And I like I always tell people like if you go and you get get that song, you know, like it, download it forward it to other people put it on yeah, a playlist. yeah that's what you do you know create a playlist put it on tell your friends about it because that's how things get viral you know you gotta yeah get, definitely gotta get it out there um yeah but i think it's really i think it's cool as a musician to do as many things as you can like like i've always been in like you know in bands and then mm. not in bands and then doing all kinds of other stuff so i do like some commercial stuff because i'm a keyboardist right so i can mm, write, yeah. write jingles and you don't have to know it's the ghost. I'd like, oh, I wrote a corporate jingle and then like, and just, hey, <laughs> yeah, you know, helped me buy my mug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I'm yeah, trying you, to get into wedding singing at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, things have only just started opening up over here, but uh, yeah, that's like a, a really well, that's a good easy thing to do. For, for, for a working musician. Yeah. And I've, I've been playing bars and pubs for years. So I've got like a huge list of cover songs that get people singing <laughs> so. well, i think it's like if you think about it like having a songwriter or a singer like yourself at a wedding and it's kind of soothing and it's different than having like a full band 
Mm. <clears throat> yeah, it might actually suit some some people's vibe. You know. Yeah, like, definitely. You, you think about like people don't want to have like, okay, am I gonna have a guy playing like Tom Petty? Yeah. <laughs> gonna have somebody that's gonna be able to have something kind of cool and different. And, you know, because I think people like they some people want to do the same thing all the time. And that's fine. But mm-hmm. I think if you if you if you have that, I think it's a really cool that they have a yeah. wedding, a singer like yourself, you come in there and you have some of your own material. You've got a different voice. Uh, it's maybe more laid back. It's more like like it's like it's got that 70s vibe. It kind of like that's kind of romantic, you know, if you think about it. It's got that yeah, romantic. I think it definitely appeals to a certain yeah I think. sort of set of people but it's 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 there it's a set of people you, that you can I guess. you're setting a scene for the wedding you know yeah the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you give it give it that feel you, you want that vibe so that's that's pretty cool so um so what are you i know your plans where in insidia you guys are working on a bunch of stuff uh your, your album is probably coming out like late this year or next year uh, next year, yeah. So Halloween 2020. I'm not on that one. That's not me. <laughs> um, so that's the old singer. Um, You're on the but, next one. You're on the yeah, next I'm one. on the next one. So we're working on an EP at the moment, which is what bar one of those, which what most of the songs that we played at the the festival are going to be on it. Um, well, maybe you get a chance. To, like we're trying to do the festival again from the November yeah. 19th to the 21st. So if you guys got tracks that you know, maybe you can play some of those new tracks at that festival <laughs> yeah that would be great <laughs> I'm trying to get people a venue because so, <laughs> you think um you'll be playing in between writing uh anywhere in 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 your your area i hope so um we're both sort of we live in different cities but we're both kind of nagging people to <laughs> give us some gigs um, get a gig, yeah. i've not played a gig in like two years it's horrible not been able to that's what i'm trying to create these virtual gigs more yeah. often you know like we're we got such a good reception to the peg thing that we're with like you know our goal is to actually do it way more frequent so we're, we're gonna mm. probably do it twice a year minimum uh and then go uh once we get sponsors it might end up coming into something do we hey, do it like every two weeks you know yeah we can because we the whole thing about it, if we create like a, a bigger platform and we were able to give people like effects and give people all kinds of cool stuff that they can do and, and give you a really good stage um to be able to do stuff and you know it just i think it just gives people and then you know actually ticket you know because mm. there are ways to do you know dollar ticket two dollar ticket you know but but it starts to to work because yeah. like you do that on the net and it's not like a 300 seat club if if you do a dollar ticket and then suddenly like 5,000 people come in, that's totally different than what you would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, there's stuff that you can do that it's starting to get bigger uh, in terms of what we can do on the net and the capabilities. So we just want to give more indie, indie artists like yourselves a place to do that. Yeah, so, I, it was really nice. To, it was the first kind of any kind of gig I'd played since the pandemic hit. So it was really nice to... I know like I couldn't see anyone but it was it was nice to and we did we did have an audience member our friend Lindsay was sort of in the yeah, room quietly yeah. bobbing along I, so. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I would extend to you since you're working on that EP if you want to do a solo performance on yeah. your car unplugged and you want me to to run it we are starting to do this hybrid thing where it's not just a festival 
the individual artist that you want to get presented and you want to go and do a show, we can actually set it up <clears throat> on Facebook and then, you know, set it up for tickets and everything and try to see if we can get anything going. Yeah, that would be amazing. Whether or not <laughs> anybody actually buys the ticket, we don't know. We can set it up and then if it, it works, it works. It doesn't work. Either way. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, the stage. Yeah. We, we could do that for you when you're ready. So if we, you're ready to present this material in between what you're doing with Kyle, um, you know, let us know and we'll set up a like, you know, a stage for you, like maybe this time of day or, or a different time that's good for you. And we'll yeah, definitely. It. Thank you. Yeah, it's just something new we've been we've been putting out there. So you're the first person I've asked. Oh, thanks. <laughs> on my Feel list, honored. every every podcast guest. Yeah. You know, I think I'll try it with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'd love to do that. <laughs> That'd be cool. Well, I, yeah. I'm into it because you know I think like like especially folk musicians or musicians who play instruments, it really works well with mm. this format. People who have the DAWs is a little harder. We have to work really hard. Mm, yeah, um, I can imagine to, to get it to work right, and it's just like so. It's a lot easier for me to 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 set something up for you. I know it will work. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, not that I mean I have to do so much work with some of these other bands that it's like okay, <laughs> diminishing returns sometimes for me. It's like I got. Yeah. Um, it's a lot but, of effort. Yeah, it's a lot of effort. I mean, I I love music, so I'll put it in, but um. It just like we just want the world to make it easier. It'd be cool. Mm. All the technology people out there make it so that Mac and <laughs> dream from a dog, like without having to pull your rest of your hair out. <laughs> um. So so, what are your um thoughts on the future of music? We always ask this question to see what people think or what they it's, say. It's uh, I have a really strange music taste in that if anyone says you know the song I'm like absolutely not <laughs> um so I don't know I, I don't know so in terms of like the future of music and like the, the way it sounds um well, well, like, I guess you can take it either way and you can think about yeah. it like the way things are sounding like your ideas like do you think it more people are going to be genre merging or bending or people are going to stay in their lanes or, or, you know, or we could get into like, oh, is it good to have streaming versus vinyl versus tape versus physical form of music? We, like, and yeah. you can argue all kinds of points. Any but. Kind of thing. I think in terms of like genres and stuff, I, I think people are going to start. People, I mean, people are always kind of pioneering new kinds of music and new sounds and yeah I think it's it's only going to get more weird and wonderful <laughs> um, and yeah I think that the more that people sort of blend genres the better because that that's how new genres get born and that's how we discover sort of new things about music that we didn't know and suddenly we'll be listening to something and be like oh my god that's amazing why has no one ever done this before yeah, because I can kind of like it's cool to hear a voice like you, your voice. Like I can think of like being a like a synth wave person. I'm into new wave. I'm into like mm. using all these analog synths. <clears throat> so to have a, a a really good female voice coming in on that is is it gives me a different like color to add to my voice, add to what my work is. So yeah. from time to time, I've actually brought female singers into my work because my stuff is so like bass heavy. 
And so like analog is taking up the signal so much that a, a deep voice like mine doesn't work as good as if mm. you bring in a, like a soprano or a falsetto or a higher pitched voice, it cuts in better in the mix. Yeah. It's better for what I'm doing. And so it's just cool to actually integrate with other types of people that are doing different things. Um, so I think, you know, you know, if you get a country, like somebody from Nashville or then somebody from Berlin or like an Italian singer singing in Italian or you yeah. know, whatever, or, or a poet just doing spoken word. Cause I actually did this project with this Canadian poet and she went and did spoken word over my stuff. Oh, awesome. And I'm like, that's yeah. cool. Cause I just like, it's kind of like velvet underground with Nico. Like mm. when Lou Reed had Nico come in and she was this model, but she had this kind of really stark voice coming in yeah. and this kind of spoken word stuff on the velvet underground first record. I'm like, that's cool. I really like yeah. any way that does something a little different. I'm like, that's that kind of, I always gravitate to things that are like at the bottom 500 of the church. Yes. <laughs> I think the, the more that people can sort of come together in terms of like mixing genres and mixing ideas, the better. Cause that that's kind of what music's about. Music is about sort of community for me and, sort of discovering stuff together so yeah I think the more that people can pioneer new new ways of of making music the better now what do you think about like streaming like the virtual music that you don't really own it's just on your phone it's in the ether it's on versus like mm. I'm, a, I'm a child <laughs> of yeah so I, I bought my first record at the record store on vinyl or a track was like I was going bouncing between the vinyl and A-track. But then I got tired of A-tracks because they kept on blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, this, this is not a good technology because every time <laughs> 10 plays in, the thing blows up. And I'm like, then I got to buy it again. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like no, I'm buying, I'm, I stick with vinyl. So Stick with my vinyls. Like, yeah, that's what I did. But um, mm -hmm. it, one thing I liked about it was it made me listen to the whole record. Right. Unless I didn't like it. Like, unless you didn't like it, you typically would listen to both sides. Mm. And then today with these spot, spot, well, not, not to get up, these playlists, mm. you know, they got you bouncing around and then you you, may, you never maybe even go to the artist that has like the record that comes from. Um, yeah. And I kind of grew up as like, I, I would pick up the whole record and listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so do you write more for singles or do you write for EPs or albums? Do How do you write? Um... I kind of I thought I was writing singles and then I realized that all the songs I'd written kind of had a similar theme and I was like oh that's it's kind of an EP <laughs> um so yeah. yeah I think I write so but I think I write um sort of as as I have an idea for a song and it just so happened that these songs were all Go together. sort of connected in some way um but yeah I think generally I, I write more like singles um but I think it's, it's difficult because uh, I think there are definite problems with streaming. Um, like, for example, I know that my song has had like 2,000 plays and I've made a grand total of like eight pounds. <laughs> so, like, yeah. stuff like that. But when um, yeah, they bought them, you would get at least 80 cents each, you know. Exactly, you yeah. And that that's the whole thing. I People, the, the demonetization of, of music and then, like, the monetization of, like, gaming and mm, yeah. like, like um youtubers not to put them down but 
like like it, we've gotten to the point where a musician is so devalued that people pay us like 0. 0.006 of a penny, but they'll give a $20 tip to a person playing a video game. Yeah, it's really so, strange. So then my whole thing is like, if you really like that song, why don't you tip the musician at the same level you tip the YouTuber? Mm, um, yeah. And people seem to think that, well, you don't have to do that because musicians just make money. Like, no, they don't. <laughs> no, we really don't. <laughs> so, so I'm like, like, we need to find a way to take the the kind of mentality where you, somebody paying a gamer to play a game mm. and actually create a format where people, you know, watch you on this show and then can donate to your, your, yeah. your picture of me, right? Yeah. So, we, they, so we're like, okay, if you, if you like Emily Ashbury, you can tip her too. You can go to her. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> you can click on the COVID-19 button if you have one. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like that. But the people don't seem to understand. Yeah, no, it's, it feels like. It, it seems weird to me. Yeah, it yeah. seems weird. But I think it's on like, the other, sorry, go on. Well, because my daughter, I have a 20-year-old daughter, and she'll be tipping all these YouTubers. And I'm like, that's cool. But why don't you tip some of the musicians you listen? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, I never thought about it. It's like, well, well you know, I'm a musician, maybe. You think about it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it, I, so I think that's a definite problem with it. Um, and I think it is a shame that people don't really buy music anymore. Like, I, I mean, I'm only a little bit older than your daughter, but I remember going to HMV or something and buying. And I remember the first CD I bought. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think it's a shame people don't buy music anymore. And I know that in the UK, they had a discussion in Parliament the other day about um, making royalties from streaming services for musicians like 50-50 or closer to 50-50, which would be amazing. Um, yeah, that needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please. But... I, I mean, I I don't buy music anymore. I say all this, and I listen to all my well, music well, on a streaming yeah. service. So. Well, as a musician, yeah. like I I you know I'm guilty of it too because mm. like you know we have access to everybody's platforms, so we're on these subscription services. But like I, I what I try to do is if I really like a band, I'll buy the record. Yeah, I'll go buy the vinyl. I'll go buy the CD. And what I found is um, a lot of people get engaged like if you have vinyl. You know, I've actually gone and done vinyl and, and I find the engagement for in vinyl is such a, it's such a good deal for the artist. Because if you think about it, I've done little micro batches of, of peg stuff, like only a hundred copies. I make more money selling a hundred vinyls of a peg album than I do if I streamed like 20,000. Wow. <laughs> so, so it's like, so, so it's like, like, so the investment is worth it. Cause if I go, I mean, I get people to buy a hundred peg albums yeah. versus trying to say, like, well, I can't do it. Cause like, if I print a thousand vinyls, I'm going to be in the red. Yeah. But if you could be able to go somewhere and do a hundred and then you sell a hundred and one and people want more, it actually starts to work. And so there's mm. ways to do stuff at like a micro level in this environment and then still engage your fans with like the artwork of a, of a vinyl. The one thing about vinyl was like, you can have artwork, you can work with an artist, you can have your lyric sheet. It just mm -hmm. engages your audience in a way that they'll tend to come back. Yeah. For definitely. your next record and, and follow you. Even if you've got like a thousand hardcore fans that do with that, you can actually sustain yourself in a better economic way than you can through streaming. 
Mm. Yeah, I, I think one thing that I like about streaming as a listener is I listen to a lot more music um, because like the price of one month subscription is the price of like one brand new album. And, is, yeah. 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 Being a musician, I mean, having access to everybody's record, you know, gives you this really good palette of all mm. your influences. I think that's great. I just yeah, think that, that the other side of it is that <clears throat> you have to like invest in the artist you like. Yeah, definitely. So the artists that you really dig, you should buy their merch and buy their mm. stuff. Uh, if you want to use the streaming service so you have a wider net, but I think people have gone and said, well, then they don't buy anything. And I, I would just argue like buy something. Yeah. <laughs> From the artist you like. Now you can, I know you can't afford <laughs> everybody you listen buy a t-shirt buy, yeah. buy something from the artist you really <laughs> dig if you really dig them you know support them and mm. i think it's just it's just a it's just something in the past like you couldn't even get the record that's what the record industry kind of got upset about when napster happened because if you wanted to listen to the top 10 you had to go to strawberries records and you had to get the tape you had to get the cd if you mm. wanted to hear that song other than on the radio and now that got broken. Yeah. And so now we've got to figure out a way for the, all the artists to, to, to still, you know, engage the audience and not feel like they're ripping them off, but not feel like they're getting like stiff. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. I think everyone's got this misconception about um, musicians where they're like, oh, they're, they're fine. They're making money. They're releasing music. I'm like, I'm not making any money, <laughs> please. Yeah, the average working musician has yeah. to do a show and because of COVID, you know, you can't do the show. I know we, we used mm. to be able to be starving musicians and go from small club to small club and a little, we can't even do that. Band, and yeah. now we can't even do that. And so that's why we got, I'm trying to create like this platform here. Yeah. So, so that really we helpful. can get noticed and if we get noticed, then we get companies to come and sell. Now, this is the thing where we have a purist. They're like, I've got a problem with some, well, not a problem, but there, there's, there's a certain type of artist that, like, I get a, a big company to come in and say, I'm selling soda, mm. and I'm going to give your artist money. And then somebody says, well, I don't like them. Then then they're not going to get the money. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, it's, so, it's like, so it's like, I understand that, and I've been in the underground. I know there's some companies people don't like. And it's like, okay, fine. I'll try to mm -hmm. find companies people like. But there's always some company somebody doesn't like. So, so it's just a matter of okay what this this part of this thing where you're gonna have to be a compromise somewhere you know if we sell something then we're selling something and we're, we're working with you so there's, there's that's where there's in the future you have to figure out like well who, i gotta get somebody that's not obnoxious to a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's kind of like the, 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 the bridge as soon as you start trying to play with money then the, then the, the, that's what happens it's like somebody's mm -hmm. gonna say they don't like it <laughs> but we can be starving or we can have a little bit of money so we can buy a pizza or something yeah please <laughs> gotta eat something sometime <laughs> but, um, i have to eat yeah eat or buy uh, guitar strings yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, um, i need new i need new software please <laughs> yeah well, I need more money for these all yeah. these other gadgets yeah but, like um so in terms of uh, doing studio work, you guys all work with like, uh, just like your own home studios or you go into big studios or you can't go into studios? Uh, so 
Yeah, so I with my own stuff, it's literally been in this room uh, with with my little focus right, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, uh, just um, trying to do it myself. Uh, I know Kyle has been sort of in the studio recording stuff, um, which is then sent to me, um, and then I record my bit, and then it's sent back and forth. That's kind of how we're doing it at the moment. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure. I think, well, to be honest, everything is open now. We kind of have, well, no restrictions in the UK at the moment. So I assume so could, that. So you, so you of, could go in the studio if you wanted to? Yeah, I think so. I think if I found a studio, I would be allowed to because we've, it's not like even a legal requirement to wear masks or anything now. So yeah. I think everything's back to back to normal. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well, then, 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 like, well, if I can go in the studio, then I can do a gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, gigs are back now. I went to a, a, a comedy gig the other day, so gigs are back. That's they are cool. happening. It's it's slowly gaining momentum. Yeah. Yeah. My whole thing is like I want to like I used to. I, well, I have to go to New York or Boston mm. to to do anything like where I live in New Hampshire. It's like. Is this all folk music and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, that's not that's not Hotel California. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. But, uh, so um, you gotta go to New York if you want to do original music. Yeah. I can start yelling free bird. Yeah. I'm not doing free bird tonight. <laughs> I went to Nashville a couple of years ago and I went in like several different bars and i heard hotel california in every single one of them i'm pretty sure yeah, it's an american yeah. problem it's an american problem <laughs> so you go somewhere somebody starts yelling hotel california <laughs> play the eagles <laughs> play some led zeppelin say some black dog you gotta do that like okay so then you're stuck into like like a, a like a 1977 playlist <laughs> yeah you know, fleetwood mac rumor stuff and you're like okay <laughs> And like bored out of my skull is like I don't want to play that. <laughs> I, I did the bar scene with a bunch of bands. I'm like, okay, like okay, we're playing, but it's like it's boring. Mm. I want to like I'm I'm the kind of, I want to write I want to play my own music. Yeah. So then I'm like I'm like I'm not I'm not doing that. Like, <laughs> some guys it's cool enough that they just want to be on stage, and I understand there's like, there's a certain type of musicians like oh, I don't care I just want to be on stage playing covers. Mm. Okay, that's all right. It's like that's what you want to do, but it's like that's not my bag. I do and I, I really enjoy just being on stage and playing covers but like I think now that I've got more stuff that I've written I, yeah. I like feel more confident being like I wrote this song I'm gonna play it for you and seeing how people react but I mean that's like kind of how I started was playing in, in pubs and bars yeah I think that's where everybody know. gets you know actually bars you know <laughs> little pizza bars you know, yeah. that's how you start like when I was starting like when I was like 17 it's like okay into my mid-20s I thought it was cool and then I'm like eh, I was like 26 <laughs> yeah. I'm like eh, like I got my own stuff now mm. so there's, there's, there's there was like a point where I'm like it's cool and now it's now and now it's not so cool <laughs> <laughs> It's like everybody can get to their point where they like they have enough material and I guess they have enough confidence in their own capability that they think they can sustain an audience with their own material. Yeah. You know? And that's that's really cool when you can do that. Like when you get to that level where you feel as an artist, like, I've got something to say. I think I've got my material strong enough that I can get in front of a crowd and I can keep their attention and they're not going to walk out. They're going to mm -hmm. be there. and They're going to want to engage. Yeah. I think that's really cool when you feel like you can do that. 
Yeah, definitely. So hopefully you can get out there. Yeah. And, <laughs> especially maybe when your album comes out, like you guys, like when your full band has a record and you guys get like audience engaged and get back in the festival. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to get somewhere with it. Yeah, that'd be Just cool. You guys are really good. Like, thank you. <laughs> I, like I said, I want to give you a shot to do all your solo work as yeah. a solo that artist. So when you're, brilliant. if you're, you're full with that, you know, just, just get in touch with me. We'll know, do, yeah. Okay, well, it's great having you on. Everybody go to the link tree, like we've been saying. Go and down, download, like, Please. favorite, <laughs> you know, check out everything that she's got, forward it, playlist it. That's how you support artists. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really cool. No problem. <laughs> we love supporting anybody who's got something to say and you've got some really cool work. And I like the Thank direction you. you're going with your music. So I look forward to your EP. And when you, you do have it, we'll, we'll put you on to talk about it. Yeah, great. Thank you. Hey, okay, have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye.